joined by three bright young, maybe not young, well, maybe not bright either. But anyway, we've got three guys joining us who, who uh, have some knowledge anyway. So uh, we've got Mike Cagley, um, who was actually in Dallas this past weekend. We've got Kedrick Prince, who was in Chicago this past weekend. And then we've got Brandon Wildman. He was in Wisconsin and Champaign. He was all over this weekend, but he really... You know, but he he was uh, he was on the he was on the internet watching everything, so he was keeping tabs on it. So anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about obviously big news for Illini basketball fans as they land a huge commitment. They get a commitment from 2022 point guard, combo guard, scoring guard, whatever you want to call him, lead guard. We got lots of names here, but um, Jaden Epps, um, one of the first guys that Chester Frazier offered upon taking the Illinois uh, assistant coach position, position he had recruited him at uh, Virginia Tech. Um, I got a chance to watch Epps play this weekend. He was fantastic. I think it's interesting. So in talking to him, one of the things he mentioned, obviously, great relationship with Frazier. And, and let's not forget, Brad Underwood did a great job of closing this one down when it needed to be done. Um, Epps, Epps tells Frazier a week ago, hey, you know, I want to see Brad at my games, basically, and Brad Underwood's at his games and does the job, and they get it done. And Illini have a, their point guard of the future. And so about Epps's game, one thing about him is he can score. Everybody knows he's a scorer. A lot of people say he's a scoring guard, you know, whatever. And uh, undersized, too, I've heard people mention, but he is not. He, he handles the ball like a point guard, and his passes were – on point. I was sitting there with a college coach. We were talking about how his ability to actually, he, he made a pass. He penetrated. They helped up. He hits the guy on the wing in the corner, right in the pocket. And he had to adjust in midair and make the pass with the other arm. It was fantastic. You just look at that. That's a guy who's going to be a great point guard at the next level. So he's more than just a scorer. Um, so I'll just go around the room. Mike, what are your thoughts on adding Epps to this class? What do you think? Well, I know personally that when Coach Frazier was hired, I mean, that was probably the first person out of his mouth, not a big, not anyone else. That was a kid that he he, he targeted. He really, really wanted it in, in the worst way. I know there was a lot of people who wanted other guards and thought he should have went a different direction. But I think the thing that he liked about him was his mental toughness. He was a, a kid that's competitive. You know, kind of like him, and I even heard a couple of comments that Coach Underwood just liked the fact that he was that way too. And that's the way, you know, Coach Underwood is. He likes those tough guards that get in your face, who defend, who can get up and down the floor. That's just the style of Illinois like. So I'm really glad to see Chester, you know, his recruiting efforts are paying, are, are paying off for him because that was one kid he really and truly wanted. Yeah, this is, this is a guy that um... – I got to be honest with you. He kind of, I, you know, I look at him as kind of a Damian Lillard light kind of combined with Carson Edwards. Um, I, I think we got a, a heck of a guard here. Kids physical. Uh, you see him and he looks, looks a little bit more football-ish um, even. And, and I just think we've got a player that's, that's going to, um, you, can, you can build around and uh, he's got the right attitude and, you know, in terms of Coach Underwood closing the deal, well, maybe, maybe we'll find out uh, come Friday just how good a multitasker uh, Coach Underwood is. Looks like it's been, it could be a pretty good week. <laughs> Let's hope. You know, kind of looking at Epps, 
<laughs> you know, if you kind of look at Epps, um, it's not the same type of it's they're not the same type of player, but I kind of look at him and I like I think he's a bigger bodied Trent Frazier when I look at when I just kind of look at the way they are at the same time. They have the ability to heat up like a microwave behind the three. Um, they just kind of, you know, it's not where they're going to be a dynamite three-point shooter right away, but they can get hot. Um, it might not be – I'm thinking current Illinois players, but when you look at terms of the way he goes about it, you know, Ant right whatever. Well, he's actually a really cool guy and did a breakdown um, and kind of compared to a Miles Powell. And I thought that was actually – a really good comparison in terms of the body he has of a guard, the way he kind of attacks, uh, attacks his defenders, and then he can just rise up when he wants. Um, and if we're getting a Miles Powell-esque, you know, three to four year player, I am, I'm keep sign me up every day, every year, you know, for that type of player. Um, and he, you know, he compliments um, Sincere Harris perfectly. They're two different type of guards. Um, and I think it's fantastic. This, these past two weeks have been awesome on the 22 recruiting front. Yeah, no question. I, I think that's one thing when you talk, Brandon, you mentioned the compliment with Sincere Harrison. Sincere has, uh, is a six, four kind of long, extremely athletic. I will say that Illinois doesn't feel like outside of Keontae George, who's fantastic. They didn't feel like they saw any guards who were better than Sincere Harris this weekend. That's how high they are on him. Um, so Keontae George is maybe next level, you know, he's probably a one and done, um, you know, one of the top five players in the class, but he was, and he was really good, but I think sincere Harris is really good. He can get a shot whenever he wants. He's supremely athletic. And now you've got a guy like Epps and Harris. You can got guys who can create off the bounce, create, get to the rim, create for others, score themselves. You've got dynamic guards. And now you add the, the bigs and the wings and you, you, you're really, you're cooking with gas. So, I think that's a that's a key point. Now, I was down in Atlanta and Birmingham, so I could see a lot of hoops, but I know you guys were elsewhere. Mike, I'll start with you. Mike, you got to go see one of the top 22 targets, uh, 2022 targets in Cam Corrin. Cameron Corrin, who is a six foot nine, six ten, um, you know, big from um, from Texas, down in your neck of the woods where you're living. Tell me about Cam, what you saw, what he what you said and uh, Chester Frazier and Brad Underwood both made the trek over there to watch him um, this weekend. Um, they get the private jet, so it makes their travels easier than mine. Atlanta guys has not got me a private jet yet, although we're working on that, right, guys? That's next, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. That's okay. going to be probably our next purchase, Brad. Right, right, I was hoping. All right, so tell me about Cam Corrin, Mike, and then we'll talk private jets later. Uh, I think – yeah, exactly. He was um, – he surprised me with his soft hands. Um, he was uh, – I think I only saw him miss one layup on the interior. He had a lot of people challenging him, um, used the bank board very well, did a lot of using the uh, rim to protect his shots as well. Um, but, boy, he had soft touch on there, and he's got good hands. He actually stole, got two steals, which you don't typically see out of your big men um, when guys either took the ball at him low or when guys brought the ball down on a rebound. He actually ended up with two steals. Um, he had a couple of assists. And, and the other thing that I liked about him is he hustled up and down the court. And one of the little things, like he always was watching the ball to see where the ball was. 
and really did a nice job of rotating on weak side to help. So um, there really was not a lot to pick on from what I saw from him. Uh, and obviously uh, his appreciation and respect for Chester Frazier was noteworthy. Um, he told me about it before I asked him any questions. And he said that basically he looked at Chester Frazier as being like a big brother to him and that he knew that Kozier would not steer him wrong. Uh, those were unsolicited. I didn't ask a question to get that response. Um, but boy, he was a good, he was definitely one that I could see um, being a, a, a Big Ten player and competing very well. The other person on that team who was good, and I, I'll be honest, he looked better than Zuby, who's going to uh, Kansas, was BB Knight, 6'4, 6'5 guard. Um, he was very aggressive uh, with the ball in the lane, had a phenomenal two hand dunk of a rebound that he caught perfectly and slammed back down. Um, also hit uh, three or four threes and uh, was very aggressive defensively. So uh, those two players for Houston hoops uh, are very, they look like they were really good. They'll be good players for somebody next year. But Corin really appears to be a guy that um, likes Illinois and really looks good on a basketball court. So, Mike, just looking at him, do you see him as a four or five at the next level? I mean, that's been a constant kind of thing we talked about. What do you, you know, the funny. Yeah, you know, um, when I first went there, I kind of thought he would have to be a four and move into the five. Um, I think I think he could play the five for stretches right now. Um, he's bigger than I thought he was. And he also is very good with leverage, particularly uh, he has some very nice moves using his arms to keep guys off balance. Um, I think, though, when you get a year under uh, Fletch, I think he, he will clearly be a uh, five. And, and he's got the ability, though, to move around on the court. And he does have a soft shot and a nice release. Nice, nice. It sounds like, uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, Florida State's kind of, is probably the biggest competition for Illinois in the Cam Corn recruitment. Um, obviously, they've had some success with yeah. big wings like him. So um, that's a, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Ked, you were in Chicago. You got to watch some, the Mac Irvin fire, and you got to watch uh, uh, Brad, Bradley Beal Elite, who has one of the top 23 targets for the Illini, if not the top 23 target, and uh, Jeremy Fierce. Um, Ked, what, what were your thoughts after watching that event up in Chicago? I think it was the Baylor basketball event, right? Yes, that's what it was. It was – I went into it, I mean, I, I went into it with a mindset, okay, you know, this kid is really hot, you know, he's one of the top players in the country, he's one of the top, you know, recruits in the state, uh, uh, Illinois has made it really clear to him he's a priority for them, and so just watching him play, I don't want to make fans think, okay, Kevin, you're losing your mind, but he's a D Brown without the jump shot, if that makes any sense to me. He's really fast. He's strong. Um, sometimes he's too fast. I, I think um, he plays so fast. Sometimes I think he makes mistakes, but the thing that people need to keep in mind, which I just learned Saturday, I totally went over my head. He's playing on a 17U and he's 16U. 
you know, and that's something people need to realize. And I, the, the thing I really like about him probably more than anything that I've seen, his athleticism, but that kid is extremely competitive. I mean, there were a couple of times uh, Saturday, you know, where people challenged him. He didn't back down. He's strong. Um, he has a good lower body. Uh, I like the fact that he can finish. I mean, um, his dad sent me a video that I put on Twitter. Um, when you see a guy that size, a lot of people kind of panic and think there's no way he can play in the Big Ten. You know, when I compared him to a D Brown, I meant like just from a physique style, um, but he can get from one end of the court to the other. And his passing abilities, they're remarkable. You know, we just talked about Sincere Harris and Epps. If you look at all the guards that Brad Underwood has recruited and what he likes, he likes guys that can pass. And I like that. I watched him play a little bit this afternoon. He's really, really good at that. And I'm going to be honest, he really, I, I don't want to say Illinois is a leader, but Illinois put themselves in a situation. Assistant coach Jeff Alexander has done a remarkable job with that family. Um, the kid sold the dad on the University of Illinois. The dad played basketball at Ohio. A little basketball back in the day when some those guys were playing. Um, but the kid made the band support. And now the way the fans are treating him and all these other schools that are recruiting him, it's kind of, you know, it was going to be tough to beat. I think if they really, really wanted to, and, you know, if they push for a commitment and, you know, uh, get him on campus sometime, I, I think he may be the, the first guy in 23 to pull the trigger. Love his game. I just think he can be a guy, like I said, that can help them um, to replace Cabello. And that's what they kind of told him. J.J. Taylor, to me, is just wow. I mean, I saw him in Bloomington with his high school team. His high school team is just full of stars, and I wasn't disappointed. In all my years of watching, covering kids, sometimes we go to these events and you're disappointed because the kids don't get, they don't get to showcase themselves. He was able to do that Saturday. I literally watched a guy bring the ball up the court. I watched him. I don't think he'll be in college for two years. I mean, well, if he is, two years max. The kid can shoot it. He's smooth. And we always say he's a good. these people are good kids. He's a really good kid with a good attitude. And uh, Illinois is going to have a lot of competition. He likes the fact that Coach Underwood gives him attention. But they're going to have a lot of top programs. You're going to talk about all the Blue Bloods will be after him. But he does like the attention that Coach Underwood is giving him. He told me that in Bloomington. He told me that in Chicago this weekend. He's just a really, really smooth kid that's like a – I mean, he's just special. And to be honest with you, I, I can't remember, maybe you guys do, if he came to Illinois, who was the last number one player in the state of Illinois that they've had? I don't remember who it was because he'll probably be number one and Fears would be number two, even though Fears is in Indiana right now. I don't remember who it was. That's interesting. Um, that's a good question. I know Jeremy Richmond would have been the number one player. Um, but obviously, when you get into, you know, Kendrick Nunn would have been behind Jabari, obviously. Um, Anthony Davis, 2011. I don't know if they – there in 2012, I don't think Illinois had a number one player. They didn't count. It was such a bad class. Um, man, it, it could be legit. Jeremy Richmond, it could go back that far, right? So that's pretty well. Yeah, it really could. And I mean, they were, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys were talking about him Saturday. A lot of, you know, I, coaches were there I, to I, see I, Fears I, and to see Taylor. Io would have been the number one player. Yeah, I was right? going to. Io would have been the number one player. I was going to say Io. 
But didn't THT like at the end of that season? Yeah, like, I don't know. It would have been close. Come, so, yeah, but it, it, let's put it this way. Game. It doesn't happen that often. So it'd be good. <laughs> By the way, Ken, I, I do have no, to it, say no, one thing. No. Ken, I got to say one thing. I mean, I used to have the same problem Pierce did. You know, when you're just that fast, it is so hard to slow down, to let those – you got to let those other guys catch up. The same problem I had growing up. <laughs> um, when, you're, when you're that quick and explosive, you know, it's tough, you know. Um, but, no, uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Pierce fan. I think he's really good. He's got a friend who in 2023 who uh, actually grew up in Champaign, um, who I'll know is hard on, too, and that's Kylan Boswell, and who I absolutely love. Um, and I'll know I absolutely love too. So there's a lot of kids in this 23 class. I feel like they've really done a great job laying that groundwork for that group. Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of our, you know, recruiting round, roundup from those two events. And of course I was in Birmingham and Lennon. I don't even know where to start. Brandon, you were, I, I think I will say this. I think Brandon calls me more than the Ellen than anybody else when I'm out on the road. Um, as I drive, it kills like an hour of my drive time. So I can't say that I, I'm complaining about that, but, um, Definitely, uh, my guy. So, Brandon, what 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 you think? What what you think about what I told you <laughs> on the trip? I mean, I love talking ball. So. <laughs> nah, I mean, I love talking ball. So, I mean, it, it, you know, the, the thing about the whole situation, you know, with you know, you were down in obviously Birmingham, Atlanta. Um, I think, I mean, I think we got to put out there real quick is that shout out to Jeff Alexander first of all for watching an AAU team the entire weekend that. Uh, might not necessarily have a power five, power six player on the team. Um, so shout out to Jeff for that. Um, that's that's all I'm saying is dedication from Illinois. That's I love it. You know, you love to see it full out, full court press. Uh, and then you just kind of look at, you know, the evaluation period and stuff like that. And honestly, I'll be completely honest. My entire the entire weekend, I was just kind of focused on Jaden Epps and making sure Coach Underwood was at the games or whatever it might be, uh, just because we, you know like we talked about, we kind of knew going to the weekend, Illinois had a chance to close it. So I didn't venture out and look at terms of, you know, and team, you know, the other players uh, in essence of who was at uh, Birmingham, who was in Atlanta, whatever it might be, just because I was so focused on Epps and making sure he didn't go bazook and, and which parent, you know, he did, he had a great weekend and Kansas started to kind of like, Hey, <laughs> crap, we need to actually be here. Um, so I would, you know, you, you did tell me that there was a couple players Illinois kind of um, saw you know, they kind of they got a little in on. Um, you said you had some great conversation with Tyler, uh, but I think for twenty two, I think we kind of have a good idea of who's on the board. You know what I mean? You know, you yeah. got Huff and Coern um, for the bigs. Um, you said you did say you taught you watched uh, Khalil Ware, correct? Yeah, I actually got a chance to watch Khalil Ware and Malik Ewan. Who are two kids that obviously aren't local, mm-hmm. but I gotta go down and so and, and watch. So it's um those were really two big guys. Khalil Ware could be um he's got he could be a star. I mean, this is a mm-hmm. kid, he's seven foot, he's skilled, he's long, he can he moves well. Sometimes his motor isn't the best. Some days he isn't. But in this game, I saw him, he was playing against Bay Paul, who was also a five-star big guy. Um, and he was he was you know, he decided he wanted to compete and, and he brought it. And so that's the, um, that's the, that's the thing. That's interesting. I, I will say one thing I, I learned this weekend, and I'll talk about some players in a minute, but one thing I talked about, I talked to a former Illini assistant coach, Jamal Walker, who was a, a good friend of mine. And I, I really, I love Jamal. I think he's fantastic. And, and we talked about, you know, so we talked about Brad Underwood and we talked about how 
some guys, you can watch guys and say, that's a Brad guy. And that isn't a Brad guy, you know? So when I look at Epps and Harris, I see Brad guys. When I look at some of these guys, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see Brad, Luke Goody's a Brad guy. He's an everyday guy, you know, are they an everyday guy? And that's kind of the thing. Uh, some of these guys you look at, and, and Io was an everyday guy, you know, I mean, some of these, Andres Feliz, I mean, he is the everyday guy. Kofi Coburn is an everyday guy. He brings it all the time. Um, so these are kind of guys that you, you look at. And so when you watch guys play, and Jamal mentioned, you know, that's important. I, it's an important thing to make sure that, you know, they get a guy that fits, you know, the, the system. And so a few guys that I saw that I really liked, obviously I got to see Jaden Shooting uh, for Illinois Wolves and, and Braden Huff. The Wolves went 7-0 and last weekend. They were the best team in the Under Armour event, or most successful. They only undefeated team in seven games. Shoot is just a fantastic shooter. One thing I noticed, little things. I think he, here's the crazy part about it. I think he's the best shooter in the state. He's one of the best shooters in the country. I think he has a little bit of a hitch when he's going one direction, when he's going to his right, that could be corrected. And I think he'd be an even better shooter. I mean, he is fantastic. When he's going, if he comes off the screen, he can shoot on the move. He can catch, he can spin, shoot, and just he makes shots. So he's a shot maker. What I like about him too is he's got bounce. Like when they throw it, they have this these little plays, these sets where he runs, where everybody's trying to keep him from getting the ball, and he'll cut back door and he'll just go up and you know dunk it on somebody's head. You know, and, and so it's impressive to see a guy who you don't you think of as just a shooter who has that kind of bounce. I thought Braden Huff was fan. The thing that most impressed me about him was Braden Huff is like he's like a, a, a at worst, he's like a combo guard handling the ball they, they bring, have him bring the ball up the floor you put a big guy on him okay well i'm gonna bring i'm gonna have him bring up the ball for and just facilitate the offense and then they put a guard on him and he can post him up or they put a guard on him he but he handles against small guys too um so that was impressive i thought the other kid i mentioned uh, malik ewan was another kid he was a different event elite 32 event i thought he was great he's 610 he defends he can score he can shoot from the outside runs well Pretty wide open. I know he's been to Georgia Tech, and they were watching Mississippi State. Um, you know, Frazier's been in on him, you know, for a while. I, I mentioned Epps. The one kind of wild card that I saw, it was funny because you want to talk about how a program can make a name for themselves, is a kid named Christ Essendoko. He is he came here from France last August. And Christ, and, and I, somebody mentioned that, you know, you, you brought Christ into the discussion, and that was kind of funny, but um, but uh, it was, uh, but Christ is like, he came from France last August, right? So in the middle of the pandemic, this kid comes to the United States. This dude is seven foot tall. He's got to weigh 250 pounds. He is, he's a man child, but it's funny because one of the guys, so I mentioned, you know, the first thing I did when I was talking to him, I mentioned Illinois, you know, and one of the things I don't mention was Illinois. And he goes, yeah, I love the way they use their bigs. They have Kofi. I love Kofi. And I said, yeah, Kofi's here. He said, I know, I saw him. So then you were mentioning Jeff Alexander. So the next day, actually, I got to sit with Kofi and, and talk to him a little bit while Jeff, while this team with Christ Doko is playing against, you know, Kofi's, you know, Rivers, old Riverside Hawks AAU team. And it's hilarious because I tell Kofi, I said, yeah, this kid loves you. You know, he thinks you're awesome. And Kofi's like, he was kind of looking at me funny. So now I know why, you know, it's kind of a, you know, so it was a, it's, it's funny, but it kind of goes through you with, a guy like Kofi makes other kids notice your program. I mean, Io did too. Io did it with guards. Curbelo's going to do it with guards um, this year. Kofi's done it last year. Oh, big man, look at him. Um, so these are things that really help in recruiting. It's amazing. And it just goes to show you that these kids do notice um, what's going on. I guess a few other kids. 
I mean, those are kind of the big, big guys. I did see, uh, I, I want to talk about one other guy, or two other guys, Reggie Bass. I saw him play. He didn't have the best weekend. I know there's a lot of talk about Reggie. Reggie's not a bad kid. Um, there's been, you know, he obviously there's some some issues there, but um, you know, I don't know if he's going to end up in this class, especially with Epps and, and uh, Harris already in, you know, in now. Um, he committed to the old staff, and so it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. But um, I wish him well, no matter what happens, because he's not a bad kid at all. Um, but AJ Casey, uh, I saw some much needed improvement from AJ Casey last weekend. I, I know he's a five-star kid, but I don't think he's. I think he's been kind of oversold as this five-star kid, because he has the he's six foot eight and he has length, and he's got athleticism. He he looks the part. He's got skills, but yet he doesn't get a lot. Doesn't get enough done on the court to be a five-star guy, and. Um, I think the one thing about him is that he finally this weekend, he became different. Like he became a rebounder, defender, passer, uh, you know, just setting screens, doing dirty work. And he scored his points, but he can get like 10 garbage points and, and but grab nine or 10 rebounds, dish out some assists, block a couple shots, be a high level defender and have a high motor. And that's the AJ Casey that would really fit at Illinois. And that's the guy who's a, who's a really high-level college prospect. The kid who wants to kind of float and be a two-guard is probably not the guy that, that you want. And, and so that's where I saw a lot of strides from him this past weekend. I knew he didn't have a great game, uh, first game in the UIBL, but hopefully he can uh, down there in the Peach Jam. Hopefully he can do better coming up. Um, of course, now we got a big, big week. We got that done. EYBL is going on. Um, got to watch those games. You can watch those games streamed live for free on the EYBL website. Um, that's actually on our Atlanta guys message board. You can find that link. If you want to watch uh, and have updates from those games, you can watch some of the best players in the country. A lot of Illinois targets down there. And of course we've got a decision. Is there a decision coming up this weekend? Anybody know of anything coming up this week that you remember? Is somebody just decided? Golf, is a golf tournament? Golf tournament. That's right. Is there something else? I heard, I heard I an announcement. I, I did see I, decision. Oh, announcement. There's think, an announcement. Yeah, we're going to find out who gets the money in the bank at the WWE. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, those important stuff like that. Or maybe it's new. Maybe it's an announcement. You know, so uh, Kofi's like, uh, maybe Kofi's joining the WWE. That could be it. Because he could fit. Can you imagine that? <laughs> dude, I'm telling you what. That dude could be a WWE superstar. I mean, would, I'd be scared oh, of him. Yes. I mean, the thing is, like, you wouldn't be scared of him. I wouldn't be scared of him because Kofi's, like, the nicest kid. Like, he has such a nice He's kid. He's nice, man. There's nothing mean about that kid He is the nicest. All. Yes. You know, you, you go back to that Michigan State game at Michigan State, any one of the four of us sitting here talking right now, if that was us, you know, getting hit like that, we probably would have threw a punch. He just looked at the guys and just rolled it off his sleeve. He's just a nice guy. And when you yep. see him, that when he first came on campus, I thought, man, I would hate to be the guy to hurt him or punch him. And it's the opposite. He's just a piece of tissue, just nice. He plays aggressive, but he just wouldn't hurt a fly, man. The only guy he's hurt has been the official that he punched his freshman year. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that poor guy. So this, you wouldn't, you don't want to be on the receiving end there. But uh, no, so Kofi, obviously, where you know, we're talking about Kofi Coburn, who has his decision coming up on Friday or his announcement on Friday. Um, you know, what are you guys hearing? What are you guys hearing about Kofi? You know, we, we kind of have some pretty, we have some pretty good sources in this group of uh, four people right here. 
Um, so what do you guys think? Uh, you got If you had to make a prediction where Kofi's going, what do you, what's your prediction as of today? Ked, you can go first. Me, personally, um, I would say I'm 99.9999% sure he's coming back. Um, I know one of the things that Kofi really, really wanted was for the staff to be able to help him prepare for the next level. That was a big thing for him. Um, I know that a lot of fans were upset about that part, and I get it. I really do get it. I mean, he made strides. He got feedback from some of the NBA uh, teams, and they want to see him do more things on the perimeter, not just jack up threes. I don't want people who are listening to this thinking, okay, we, they're going to watch Kofi jack up threes. That's not what they want to see. I'm talking, you know, him being at the free throw line, being able to put it on the floor left to right and go past someone, or being able to put it on the floor and kick it out left to right for a shooter, you know, or him being the trail is Omar Payne Coleman in the post for him to be able to make that high low pass. We all know that Kofi was not a great passer last year. And I can tell you this, you know, I, I know the staff has made it really clear to Kofi. They're going to put him in a good situation where he can succeed, but he has to work on it themselves and they're going to help him do that because he was, no matter how you look at it, who's in that transfer portal, he was the best player putting that portal. I mean, regardless, because he's a second-team All-American, because he, he's coming back to college, he's going to be a first-team All-American, potentially player of the year. He'll be Big Ten player of the year. So he'll be able to garnish a lot of attention, you know, that he needs. Now he just has to fine-tune those things. And my last comment is I really want to see him. Me, I, if he shot 65 68% in the free throw line, I love that because I think he lead the country in scoring. You guys watched the game like I did. The guy left seven, eight, nine points on the table all the time because he couldn't shoot free throws. So, but to answer your question, I think he's coming back. I think it's a good fit for him. Um, he knows the people in Illinois care about him. I know there's rumors of, you know, I think there was a Zoom that took place with Kentucky, and I don't know if that's true or not. I didn't even try to follow up with it. I was just told that Illinois put themselves in a good situation to finish, to keep him there, to help him build his brand as a player and his name, image, likeness thing, which I'm not a fan of right now. Brandon, yeah, what do you think? And Kofi, let's face it. Or you Mike, know. go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Mike, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think Kofi, look, yeah, Kofi just forces coaches to game plan against him. Um, I don't know that there's any player in the NCAAs that you can, that you don't, you know, you have to have a game plan for him. He's so unique. And, and so I, I, I you know, I'm hoping he comes back. Uh, that's what I want to hear on Friday. Um, and I do think um, one of the things that I think was really innovative is is with today's modern player having more aggressive uh, hopes and dreams to getting to the NBA bringing in a guy like Tim Anderson who has been who has trained people like Derrick Rose Jabari Parker Michael Porter Jr. Um, Bobby Portis Kyle Kuzma Larry Nance Jr. just to name a few um you know, you've got somebody who can who can give you some of the skill development that you might need, um, and obviously, as a team, he's going to be a huge uh, benefit to the Illini. So I'm hoping that that's a part of the decision making process for Kofi, uh, somebody who knows how to get people in the NBA is now on staff to help him develop his skill set, 
And that goes with two solid coaches, obviously, in Chester and um, Jeff, uh, along with Coach Underwood. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense for Kofi to come back. Got my fingers crossed that he will. And uh, I agree with, with Ked. I think he's going to make a run at the National Player of the Year. And um, with him back, Illinois is a top three team. They may not be the favorite in every game, but they can win every game if they play well, and he's the man in the middle. So let's hope it's a positive on Friday. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so going back three months now, I've been adamant Kofi Coburn was coming back to college. And then, you know, went in the portal, and it kind of threw a little wrench in, you know, putting a little feather in the cap that, you know, he's coming back to Illinois. You know, just kind of going back and forth, based off everything I hear, if this wasn't the type of offseason we've had, this wasn't the Kofi situation, I would be, you know, no need for, you know, cup. He's coming back on Friday. It's not a bit, you know, no need to even worry. It's going to be a nice little video, edit, whatever the heck it is. It's going to be a great day for Illinois. I'm just going to lean on 60-40 Illinois to Kentucky just because I think we're – I think we are. I think he's going to come back. But I just – I can't be like, yes, he's coming back. I know it. You know, it, it, just so many things can change. I don't think anything's going to change. But I'm going to try to be conservative because I don't want to get too too excited too quick until I see – until I see tweet the post, um, whatever might be. But if you do bring Kofi back from a computer top 25 team, um, you're not really getting a lot of respect from national people because no one really knows what to expect. Uh, But you automatically jump to a top 10 team. Computer-wise, you're top five. National pundits voting will probably just be a top 10 team because you lose Iowa, obviously. Um, However, he just just changes the the trajectory because without him, you're still a tournament team. You're closer to like the six to eight seed right around there. With him, you're a you're a one or a two seed. Unless you have an injury, maybe a three. You know, you just you're that good. Then you get to sell to Christ. You get to sell to where? You're his replacement next season. You know, or you already have Omar to learn and combat against potential player of the year in the national collegiate, you know, NCAA basketball. Um, so there's just so much going for Illinois in this that Kentucky makes little to no sense basketball wise, makes little to no sense brand wise. Uh, the only thing that makes sense is that Antique was there. That's the only thing that anything at all that would make you want to go to Kentucky. So I am cautiously optimistic. Everything I've heard, I would be 100% optimistic, but I'm just going to go cautious. I'm going to be prepared just in case something goes south, but I don't think it will. And I'm, we're going we're gonna to have a really good basketball team in the fall, and I'm excited to watch them again. So what about you, Brad? What would you put? Everyone wants a number. Give me a percentage. Are you better than the 50-50 this morning you had on the site? Well, it's always, it's always 50-50. He either will or he won't. That's all there is. It's always 50-50. That's my percentages now. No, I, 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 was, I feel really good about Kofi returning. Um, my, big, my big question is because it's, it's Tuesday, and if, if he's deciding today, I have, I'm 100% sure it's Illinois today. 
Um, on Friday, I can't say I'm 100% sure it's going to be Illinois. I'm not saying it's – so it's hard to put a percentage on what it's going to be on Friday. But I do think Illinois is the pick. Now it's just a matter of whether Illinois can remain the pick uh, on Friday. And I think it makes the most sense. He isn't taking any other visits. So, I mean, he can't take any other visits between now and then. So, I mean, I guess he could go somewhere, but, um, you know, on his own. But, I mean, he can't take any visits uh, until then. I, I think it just makes way too much sense uh, to, for him to come back. And so that's why it's probably not going to happen. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I do think um, Illinois will, will add Kofi back. And like you say, you go from a top 25 team to literally a top five team computer-wise. You're a, you're a name team. Two years in a row, you got a chance to be a top a number one seed, top two team. You got a chance to win the Big Ten again. And now you do it two years in a row. That'd be three. Essentially, you've got three straight, you know, NCAA tournament teams, teams that finish strong, teams that, you know, you felt like could have made a run. The one year, you know, gets canceled because of COVID. They lose in the second round last year, whatever. But you're in the, you were in the conversations three years in a row. And that's what you want. You want to have that year every year. And that's Illinois basketball's back. If Kofi returns, I'm telling you, it's a huge bump to 22 recruiting. It's a huge bump in 23 recruiting because they're going to watch this season. Going to see Illinois. That's two years in a row. Illinois is really good. 23, 24, you're going to continue to see the growth of Illinois basketball recruiting, not to mention in the transfer portal, which is the next way to do this. So I think Kofi is like, I, I honestly believe like Kofi coming back is not just benefit for next year. It's like a, I, I said it's a five-year benefit based on what you're going to gain in recruiting over the next couple of years and then the, what those kids are going to do on the floor. So that, so I think it might be important. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. I think the career training might be a pretty important thing. So obviously that's the big news with Illinois basketball. So before we leave, you guys are going to give me, uh, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Okay, we've, we've had a commitment every week. I don't see us getting a commitment. Well, I guess we'll get – we might get one Friday, right? But, I mean, I'm, I'm counting high school commitments. So, high school commitments, who's the next kid to pick Illinois in 2022? Kedrick, go. Next kid to pick Illinois in 2022. Cam Corn. Cam Corn. All right, there we got Cam Corn on the board. Brandon? Cam Corn. Yep. Brandon, who's your pick? Next kid in 2022 to pick Illinois. Cam Whitmore, August 28th. All right, there you go. We're going Cam Whitmore. By the way, Cam Whitmore, we didn't get to see him this weekend, but I did have got to watch him on video, watch game film. He, he's really good, like really, really good. So uh, that would be huge. Mike Tagley, who's your next pick to join the Illini class of 2022? Yeah, I got to yeah, I I go with Ted. I think Cam Corn. I think he's he loves Chester Frazier, and then Chester Frazier will uh, be on quite a roll as the ace recruiter for the Illini. He, he's the same weekend visiting, right, as Cam? Yeah, it's the Cam and Cam show. Can you imagine? Ooh, so, yeah. so, so let's think, because we like to play fantasy basketball here and we get to pick our, we can pick whoever we want right here on this, in this show. So if, can you imagine Jaden Epps, Sincere Harris, Cam Whitmore, Cam Corrin as your first four commitments in this class? Is that class pretty good? That'd be pretty good, right? Am I, am I crazy? I think that's pretty good. And just so you, I think they're top three class on 247, or top four, and I think Rivals has them as a top 10. So can you imagine if they add those two kids with them? I mean, what they would do to the class? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a top five national class, and they're not done. I mean, it would not shock me, honestly, they're still mm-hmm. in on Jaden Shoot, Brain Huff, all the, all the big guys. We haven't even talked about the big guys. Ernest Uday is out with COVID, so I don't know when he's playing again. You got, you know, we talked a little bit about Khalil Ware, Malik Ewan. We talked, there's some other guys up. The Phillips, Sean Phillips is another kid that visited. There's all kinds of big guys, too. So, and obviously Christ and some of those guys. But you, you add these guys, you get a six man class. This could be a number one class in the country by the time we're done. Obviously, there might be somebody, Memphis may have, or Kentucky might get a Jalen Duran and maybe that ranks higher. But, you know, top five class, you start putting in classes like that, man, it's going to be a special, special time in Champaign. All right. I'm letting you guys finish that. You would think big guys. Big guys would want to You think big guys would be knocking the door down to be the next Kofi. You know what I mean? The way Illinois has used Kofi, you think they would be, you'd have some bigs going, hey, uh, I'd like to play five for Coach Underwood. I will add real quick is that the rumor's been that for Cam Whitmore, the two, the two top dogs are Illinois and Villanova. That's been kind of known in college coaching circles, just kind of just yeah. what the rumors are. Article came out today from quotes from this weekend. He didn't list Villanova in his top six. No, but he had Maryland. So, Maryland seems like they've kind of made up that ground. So yep. Illinois, Maryland. I think Illinois is in great so, position with yep. him. I think Illinois is in good position with Cam Corn. I'm going to go. They're both visiting that weekend. I think Cam Corn is going to be the first to pop. That's just my take. I think he's going to be the next one, and he'll be that after that weekend or maybe during that weekend, whatever. So I'm going to go with those, but I think these are really good shot first. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's that's. Uh, I think we've done enough damage to the uh, to Lina Nation. Um, got them on edge, giving them some lots of important info um, here tonight. So um, uh, appreciate Mike Cagley, um, Brandon Wildman, Kendrick Prince, all of our Illini guys staff who um, have been helping us cover this uh, crazy three months of recruiting as we go through this thirty for thirty. Um, this is uh, we'll have more another 30 for 30 after this weekend um, where we talk about what happens at the Peach Jam. And also Mike will be in Dallas again or Frisco, Frisco, Texas, uh, watching Under Armour this weekend. And um, I may even get to Omaha to watch some Adidas. So we're going to have a little bit more coverage um, coming up next, this coming week. So make sure you sub- subscribe. Feel free to like uh, and subscribe to our podcast here. 30 for 30. This will also be a simulcast on I and the Illini so you can catch either place. It's Brad Surdy, 30 for 30. Thanks for listening.